Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and trying to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give, him, give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, <coughs> has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Mary was a young woman in her day who responded to God's call and she did it um, with uh, humility and with obedience and faith. Now, how do you respond when someone gives you a task? Uh, many of you are, are, are employed and are no longer employed, um, but, but you're, you're retired, so, but, but you know how it is when someone gives you a task to do, whether it's um, some, somebody that, that's a boss, I think sometimes how we respond uh, to someone in obedience um, you know, is, is determined by the context. If, if your boss is telling you to do something and there's money involved, usually you're pretty quick to do it, <laughs> especially since you have a paycheck that's involved. And, uh, and if you don't do the job that you've been asked to do, uh, you're, you're going to be fired. Uh, there's, there's always that, that kind of motivation within people to get them to, to obey the, the task uh, that they're called to do. Now, uh, we might complain based on what the task is, especially if we think it's below our station or if it's menial or something like that. Um, but we do it anyway. And, and, and uh, those who um, do those things with, with gladness are often rewarded. Sometimes not, but a lot of times if, if, if we obey our bosses, uh, they're, they're going to notice our work. Uh, I was always, um, you know, I worked for Dad, but, but ultimately I worked for his boss. Um, his name was Mr. Warlick. And um, one of the things that I always tried to do, whenever I see Mr. Warlick coming into the lab, I always pretended like I was doing something, whether I had anything to do or not, because I wanted to uh, please the boss. And a lot of times, you know, I'll just, uh, okay, well, you know, I don't have anything to do, so maybe I'll just, you know, clean the lab up or something. You know, that Dad was a chemist in, in a paint lab, you know, that, that was his main job. I don't know if a lot of you know that, but that's what, that, that was his job um, for a long time. And uh, God called him to the ministry later in life. Um, I was already uh, out of college when God called Dad uh, to serve. Um, but anyway, uh, 
you know, that's, that's, what, that's what I did in my summers when I was in college was working at paint lab. But I always wanted to, you know, make, make sure I, I pleased the boss when he come in. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, when you're a kid and you're at home and mom tells you to do something, uh, sometimes there, there's, there's not uh, reward involved in that a lot of times. Uh, but sometimes the, there's punishment involved in that. And there are consequences to how we respond to when, when mom gave us a task when we were younger. And sometimes we, we didn't do the, those things, and, and, and we paid for it later on, especially when we were younger. And, uh, you know, what they say, too, and, and even, even as adults, you know, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> and, if, and if you don't do the things that, that are asked, you're, you're going to be hearing about it until it's done. And, uh, you know, but how we respond to that is important. Do we respond with, with obedience, and, and do we respond with, with, with the hard work that, of the task that's been given us? Uh, do, do we accept those assignments humbly? Um, you know, the God of the universe is uh, bigger than, than even our parents. And, and the God of the universe is bigger than even, even earthly bosses. And when He gives us a task, and especially if we believe in Him as, as the God creator of the universe, who is in charge of all things, um, when He asks us to do something, and especially if, if we're concerned about about serving God and, 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 and having His favor and having His rewards, we better be ready to obey when He calls. And we need to do so um, with humility and the task that, that we perform, we do in godliness. Now, Mary was given a mission by God to bring forth His, his Son, Jesus. Now, some could say that, okay, well, Mary didn't seem to be given much choice in the matter. Well, um, this, uh, I'm sure that Mary, being a young woman growing up in, in Palestine, in, 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 well, I say Palestine, in Israel, the nation of Israel, that they're in Galilee, um, you know, they, they, they knew the Bible, I think, even better than we do today, a lot of us, even here in the church. Uh, they, they, they learned the Bible from their parents. Y young women learned, learned the Bible from their parents in the home. The men learned, learned the Bible from uh, whatever, um, you know, the synagogue or whatever school they happened to go, go in. Uh, s s some went and, and studied on the Torah. Um, and, and I can tell you, too, that some of these uh, guys who were scholars or scribes, they not only learned about God's um, Word and, and learned about the principles, they had to learn every single word, especially of those first five books of the Bible, every single word by memory, so that when they went through and copied it, uh, that they, they, they were um, less prone to error. You had to know every single word, and you're supposed to be able to catch errors if they were there before in, in other kinds of manuscripts, but they had to know every single word of, of, of God's word. And that's how important it was to, to a lot of these people. They, they had, it, they had it, the whole thing memorized. Uh, some, a lot of them did. And so, you know, one of the things happening at this time, of course, was this, this idea of, of messianic expectation. I talked about this with Zechariah a little bit. Um, the, the, the world was looking for the Messiah to come because of the um, uh, oppression of the Roman Empire. And, and it was oppressive. You know, uh, Rome, uh, you know, bragged about its peace, but it was peace through violence and oppression. And, and, and by, by, by the, the sheer strength of that empire. 
And, and, and it was uh, not, not easy living in, in that era um, with the Romans in, in charge and, and how they treated people sometimes was, especially that those who were conquered, was, 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 was uh, almost slavish in, in, in a lot of ways. And it was, it was terrible. But here Mary, you know, this young girl, uh, you know, uh, you know she, it says that she was a virgin, which means she had not known a man sexually. Um, but it also could mean um, that, that she was uh, unmarried and, and, and a young woman and probably about 12 to 14 years old is what this is referring to. Usually after 14 years old, uh, women were already married in those days. But she was about 12 to 14 years old and, and, and never let it be said that, that God can't use young people. I mean, my goodness. He used, he used young people um, all over the place. I mean, uh, Samuel the prophet in the Old Testament, um, the, the, the story of Samuel very much parallels the story of Jesus in terms of his birth. Um, but he was five years old when God called to him, called him and, and, and to go speak a prophecy to, to Eli the priest. <laughs> I mean, five years old. Uh, you know, just barely old enough to speak and form sentences well enough. I mean, God, God can use young people. And so we should never discount them in the church. Um, but anyway, uh, Gabriel, the angel, the same one who appeared to Zechariah, appears to Mary with some incredible news. Now, again, I don't know how you would react when, when an angel appeared before you. And that is not something that normally happens, but it could very well happen if, if God willed it to happen. And, 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 and God wanted to get, give a message today. But, but again, we have to think about this time of history. God was about to do something big. As we talked last week, there, there was a big change coming, a, a big shift coming. And, and Zechariah had to be prepared for that big change. Um, I, think, I think Mary was, seemed to be a little bit more receptive to it than, than what um, Zechariah was. Now you could say that that's the naivety of her being real young. But I would say that, that you know, uh, children seem to have um, better faith than, than their own parents do it sometimes. And it's like um, one of my favorite authors, G.K. Chesterton, once said, um, you know, God himself is eternally young. And he, it's sort of like, like, like when a child sees somebody do something that they think is funny, and they keep wanting them to do it again and do it again and do it again. Well, God is, is sort of like a child in that way. You know, he, he causes the sun to rise um, in the morning, and he does it again and again and again. Over and over again. You can talk about all the science behind that if you want to. That's fine, but God created it that way. So that these things happen over and over again. And God delights in every day that comes up. And His Word tells us that. But the problem is because of our sin and our selfishness and our rejection of God, we have grown old and we have grown you know, cynical and we have grown jaded. And, and, and therefore, you know, uh, we, we tend to have, um, you know, sad, sad lives. And so uh, sometimes because of our age and because of, of sin and because of the worries and cares of life, um, we, we really lack the faith that, that children have, that seem to have. And so I, I think that it's important for us as, as believers to maintain that faith. And I'm going to get into more of that as we talk here. But, you know, Mary had a simple faith. 
Now, she does, uh, you know, I mean, she received th th this message fr from the angel of God. An angel appeared before her in glorious fashion, which, which would probably scare e even the best of persons. It scared the priest Zechariah. I mean, it said, it, it didn't just say that he um, was, uh, you know, troubled at his appearance. It says he was greatly distressed. I mean, he was, he, he was scared to death. But here, Mary, it says, you know, I mean, the angel appears before her and she's troubled at what kind of... Um, greeting she was receiving it wasn't necessarily because an angel appeared to her although I think that's that's part of it definitely but 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 it had to do with with, with the message she's like what, what what's the, what's this guy doing here about what, what is he about to ask me to do and and you and I have the, that same kind of, of nervousness I think uh, when, when uh, we might be in prayer or something and God um, whispers to us that he wants us to do something and, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, God speaks to us in that way. I think God most often speaks to us through His Word. But as believers, sometimes God, God whispers to our hearts and in, in, in our minds and in our conscience and saying, you need to do something for this person or you need to pray for this person or you need to uh, perform this task that I'm about to give you. Now, as um, a pastor, um, not just as a pastor, but as, you know, the chairman of our Board of Ministerial Relations, uh, one of the things that we have to really look for is, is people's call from God and how they respond to that. And, you know, sometimes God wants us to work, you know, locally. Sometimes God wants us to, to uh, work um, uh, different areas. Uh, sometimes He wants us to work in missions. One of my jobs is to kind of determine, you know, is this person really responding to the call of God? And, and how excited are they about God's call? And, and um, you know, but there's always a sense of fear and trepidation that, that, that I see in people. And sometimes people kind of want their assignment on their own terms, I've noticed. And, and one of the things in, in my life that, that I figured out a long time ago, especially, you know, before I came here to Welkers and my call to seminary, was, was that, you know, you need to be ready to obey God. And I kind of learned it the hard way when I was teaching public school. I mean, it, it was pretty rough there the last couple years. But I figured out that it's because I wasn't listening to God <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, um, receptive of God and what He was telling me and what He was whispering to me. And when I finally did respond, um, things in my life changed completely. I mean, I mean, it was almost overnight when I, when I finally resigned myself to, uh, to follow God and, and do what He was calling me to do. And it was, it was time to step out in faith. And that's not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying it's ever easy. I don't think it was e it's not easy for Mary either. But she was receptive because, I, I think, you know, because she had faith in God. And she had been taught God's Word. And she knew that, that this was something important that God was about to do. To bring about His salvation. I mean, He tells him, you know, He tells her that you were going to bring forth the Son of the Most High God. Oh my goodness, you can't get a better mission than that. Or a more important mission than that. That doesn't mean that the mission was easy, but it meant that she was being called to a special task. In fact, um, there's few people in the Scriptures who are called highly favored, and Mary was highly favored by God. She was highly favored by God. And, and why is that? Well, it doesn't really tell us why she was highly favored. She was just highly favored by God. 
God chose her for this special task. Now there is some things about fulfillment of prophecy here. Uh, you know, um, in, in Isaiah it talks about how you know that, that she would, that there would be a light coming out of Galilee. Well, that that means that that this this young woman. Um, in the village of Nazareth, in, in, there in Galilee, in, in north of Israel, about as far as you can get away from Jerusalem without uh, being in another country. Um, you know, he, he comes to her, as far away from the center of, of, of where the temple is and where the priests are and where the Pharisees are, and the religious leaders, the, the center of worship in Israel, um, and, and, and where the, the center of, of power and wealth were. She was about as far away from that as you can get. But the prediction was that, that out of Galilee would come a great light. And so, um, and so Mary uh, understands, uh, I, I, don't think, I don't know if she understands this, but she, 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 she is receiving this news and, and God is using her to fulfill His great purposes. And so she, is, she was chosen by God and therefore it meant that she was highly favored. It wasn't necessarily because of her status, not necessarily because of her faith, Although I think that could be a factor, as, as we see later on, um, how, how, how Mary receives all this. But she was highly favored by God and given a great task to bring forth the Son of the Most High God. And He would be the heir of David's throne, King David's throne. Now that's another significant thing because they, 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 they viewed David as the model for the Messiah to come. And, and David was promised an eternal throne even back in the Old Testament. Now, David didn't know how that would be fulfilled, but God did. And now Mary was about to play her part in fulfilling the, this eternal kingdom that was given to David. It would be through the Son of God, the Messiah, who, who was taking on um, you know, da David's um, own uh, genetics, so to speak, uh, th through Mary. And you know, here he is, he's going he's to be um, you know, uh, an heir of, of the throne of King David. And he was, he was going to be given the eternal kingdom. He was the one that was going to fulfill it. And it says that he would reign eternally. Forever and ever would be his throne. And Mary would be the one who would be, who would be privileged with bringing forth God's Messiah. And she would be the one to you know, go through all the sufferings of pregnancy for, you know, for five months. She would go out through all the sufferings of giving birth. And I don't think at the time she knew how difficult it was because, um, you know, we, we know that Mary had to travel through some pretty difficult circumstances uh, on a journey all the way down to uh, Bethlehem <laughs> and towards the end of, very end of her pregnancy, she had to travel. Uh, a ter you know, terrible burden, you know, for her to bear, but she, you know, received this task you know, with, with, with faith. Now, she questions the means of it. Um, in fact, um, there, there's some very big similarities between um, what Zechariah was told and what Mary was told. I mean, they, they both received a message from the angel Gabriel, the same, the same angel. They were both birth announcements. Well, one about the, the announcement of John being born and one about uh, the, Jesus, the Son of God, being born. Uh, the one for Zechariah... Um, he, would, he would have a child in his old age. His wife was beyond childbearing years and had been barren all these years. Mary herself was a virgin who had never known a man. 
Um, but, but she was going to carry forth, uh, you know, the very Son of God. And then, you know, but, but their reactions are, are really different. Zechariah was the mature priest who, who, who had served God faithfully for years, and yet his reaction was, um, was doubt. How, you know, how, how is this going to happen um, when my wife is barren and, and I'm old? Well, as, as a teacher of Israel and as a priest and as one who stands before God and the people, you know, he, he should have known that God, that with God all things were um, not, that, that with God all things are possible and nothing is impossible with God. He should have known that. And what he is really expressing is doubt. Mary's question comes out of a genuine lack of understanding of, of what, how this is going to happen. Because she doesn't know how this is going to happen. How is this going to happen, she asks. You know, how will this happen? He says, the, the power of the, of the Almighty God will overshadow uh, uh, The Spirit would come upon you, and the power of God Almighty will overshadow you. So God's own Spirit would come upon her, and she would conceive in a miraculous way, without the agency of any man, only by the power of God. And who else but the Spirit who gives life um, does this in a miraculous way within Mary and takes part of her flesh and, and imbues it with, with the power of God and, and, and the, the very Spirit of God within her. Jesus is fully God and fully man. He's both. But Mary was chosen for this task and her, her response is, is different than Zechariah. Zechariah's was, was, was uh, uh, fear and doubt Hers was, was um, a, a resignation. And so Ma Mary is, is, you know, her reaction was, let it be to you, let it be to me as you've said. I am the servant of the Lord. I like the way that the King James Version says it. She says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Um, and, and sometimes we, when we think of handmaid, we, we, we think of, of, a, a, of a small girl who was um, in the service of someone, you know, uh, employed by someone. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, a servant in someone's house. She says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. And, you know, to me, that, that's one of the greatest responses that anybody can have. Let it be to me as you have said. I will do what, what God has asked me to do. I will do what God has called me to do. Even though it's an, an, a seemingly impossible thing, and even though it's a difficult task, I'll do it. And so Mary becomes part of God's redemption plan for the world. You and I might not be called to any kind of specific mission. Um, God, God's voice may not be speaking to you to do something. But we do have something that Jesus told us to do a long time ago. That, that this one who was the son of the Most High God who came into the world. And it comes through us from Matthew 28, 19 through 20. We call it the Great Commission. And I don't know if you remember what, what that says, but um, this is the mission that God gave all of His disciples. And, and, but it, that, that, you know, not just for the, um, the twelve, but, but for all people. And He says this in, in Matthew 28, beginning at verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. 
And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is a task that God has given to all those who would believe, to all those who would become disciples of Christ, to all those who would accept Him as their Savior. That we are to go and, and try to make disciples of all nations. We're to go and tell people about Jesus Christ and the salvation that He brought. The, the, this, this incarnation of the Word, the, the, of, of the, the Word of, of life and of light. We're to go around to, to people and tell them about Jesus Christ and about the salvation that He brought. That if we repent of our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us to all from all unrighteousness. And He was a ransom for all people. Through His death and through His resurrection, He freed us from the power of sin and death. It's through Him that we have salvation. And then we are to baptize Him in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. A sign of their entrance into uh, God's glorious uh, kingdom work that's happening here. Uh, baptism is, is, is the sign of joining the believers and becoming part of God's um, uh, people He's redeeming. <clears throat> And then teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus promises to be with us in our mission just as the Holy Spirit was with Mary in her mission to bring forth the Messiah into the world. God's Spirit is with us even now. Um, and, and Jesus is even with us. He's with us to the very end of the age in this task. He doesn't just... Leave us alone to try to figure it out on our own or, or try to spin our wheels doing these things. God enables us to do what He's called us to do if we but respond to Him in the same humility and faith in which Mary responded to the great task that she was given. A young woman, unmarried, who was called to carry a great burden, but that burden is the very Son of God, Jesus Christ, being brought into the world. And you and I carry the gospel as well, in a different way, of course. But we carry that gospel to a broken world that needs to hear it. A world that's caught up in sin and darkness and oppression. God has called us to carry the gospel and bring it forth as well to others. And we need to respond with the same kind of faith and humility as Mary did. Let it to me, let it be to me as you have said. I am your servant, Lord. Let it be to me as you have called. And then there's times when God does call us specifically to, to particular tasks. And, and sometimes, you know, we're slow to respond to those things. But those who, who respond to God's call when he calls to come do something will find. God's blessings in life. And if not in this life, they'll certainly find it in the next one. For there is great reward in, in, in believing and serving the Lord. There is great reward for us. And that is to stand in, in, in His presence, stand in His kingdom, stand in the glorious light of His love. And, and we look forward to that as believers if we're willing and ready to respond to God's calling. I'm going to ask Michael if he'll play... Again, I surrender all. And let's stand together and pray. And if you feel led to come to this altar and, and rededicate yourself in, in service to God, because you, 